0: He was probably devoured, Shelian answered. The wealthy merchant shuddered. Devoured, he stuttered. Xilin nodded. That wealthy merchant was panicking. In Dao Zhang, what should I do now? I've got another mistress who's pregnant. What if that monster comes again? There was another pregnant woman in this household. Xilin raised his hand. Calm down. Let me ask another question. Does the madame remember where she met the child in her dream? That wealthy merchant said. She said it was hazy, but it seemed to be a large mansion. She doesn't remember much else. It was only a dream. Who could remember everything so clearly? Then he gritted his teeth. I, after 40 years, am finally expecting a son. What misery. Dao Zhang. You will catch and kill that monster, right? I can't let it harm any more of my family, the merchant yelled. Don't panic, don't panic, Shelin comforted. I will do my best. That wealthy merchant was joyous and he rubbed his hands together. Good, good, good. Does Jung need anything? Any sort of compensation won't be a problem. Shelin declined, however. I don't need any compensation, but I do have a few things I'd like to request your help with. First, please find me a set of casual woman's clothing. It has to be loose enough that men can wear it too. I'm afraid I will need a lock of hair from the expecting mistress for drawing spells. The wealthy merchant gestured to the servants. Are you taking this down? he asked. Shelyan continued. Second, please advise your expecting mistress to sleep in a different chamber. But no matter where or when, if she should hear the voice of a strange child calling her mum, she should not answer. Absolutely do not answer. Best if she doesn't even open her mouth. Even though when people dream, they often don't realize that they're dreaming, their senses and awareness are dulled. If you repeatedly remind her next to her ear, have it deeply ingrained in her mind, then maybe it will work, Shilin said. The wealthy merchant acknowledged the instruction. Shilin then said, Third, I have two little ones out with me today. Please take care of them and give them something to eat. Small things like that, never mind two requests, even one hundred of them, and I'll do it for you, the wealthy merchant exclaimed. Finally, it had come to the most important item, Shilin said. For he took out from his sleeves a protection charm blessed by Puchi Shrine and passed it up with both hands, speaking in a solemn tone. Please take this protection charm and yell, Your Highness, the Crown Prince, please protect me. That way, this whole affair will be marked under the title of my shrine. The merchant was speechless. That night, Shilin once again changed into woman's clothes. Although he was no stranger to cross-dressing by now, it was still his first time pretending to be a pregnant woman. It didn't take him half an incense time before he put makeup on. He stuffed a pillow into his belly, then took that lock of hair from that expecting mistress and hid it in the pillow. Then he lay on the bed. He was calm and composed, slowing his breathing. It didn't take long before he fell deeply asleep. An unknown amount of time passed before Shelyan slowly opened his eyes. Before his eyes was no longer the bedchamber of that wealthy merchant's mistress, but an exquisite pavilion. Shelyan's first reaction was to feel whether the Xin was still next to him and when he felt it, he relaxed. Feng Xin was a sacred sword, after all, so it was tied tightly onto his person. After, he then slowly sat up, but felt the bottom of his palms to be sticky. When he raised his hands to look, he found himself lying on a bed that was covered by terrifyingly large pools of blood, not yet dried, dying half of his body red, shockingly alarming. Shirlian was used to seeing strange sights, so he got off the bed, walked a couple of steps and suddenly felt something fall off his person. He looked down and saw that it was the pillow and hastily picked it up and stuffed it back into his belly anew. When he took another couple of steps, his belly fell again, so Shirlian had to keep holding onto it with both hands as he looked around. Having grown up in a palace, he was influenced by the things he saw and heard, unconsciously absorbing his surroundings. When it came to beauty, Shilin had his own set of judgments. This little establishment, to him, might be exquisite, but it was filled with an air of fragrant enticement. So if he had to guess, this might be a restaurant or a place of entertainment. Also, in comparison to the style of architecture of the day, this style was really quite old, much like a building from hundreds of years ago, but he couldn't tell from where. Thus, this wasn't likely to be the haunting of the fetus spirit aborted by that wealthy merchant. This was because when evil spirits create illusions, they could only use what they know. It was obvious that a centuries old establishment could only come from evil spirits equally as old. After having walked around once, he found no one, and Shilin returned to the chamber where he had first laid down. It was a woman's bedchamber. There was a chiffonier. The drawers could be pulled out, and inside were baby clothes and such toys like dolls and rattling drums. Shilin checked each item carefully and found that they were all brand new, indicating that the lady of this room loved and cared for those objects, meaning, to this child, this woman was full of love and affection. He rummaged around some more, and suddenly, Shillian was taken aback. In those baby clothes was a protection charm, and that protection charm was his. Flabbergasted, Shillian had to verify it thrice. It wasn't a mistake. It was very much His protection charm. And it wasn't the same simple protection charm he went up the mountains to pick herbs for, sewed, drew, and then tied with a red thread by his own hands. This was the protection charm that 800 years ago, at the peak of the prominence of the crown prince of Schindler, almost everyone in the country owned. The material and designs were all intricately elegant. Where it had come from, whether it had been blessed, were all written on it. Could it be that the lady owner of this establishment was once his worshipper? Just then, in the dead silence, Shilin suddenly heard a series of giggles. It was the giggles of that baby, extremely abrupt, and it echoed everywhere, its whereabouts obscure. Shilin didn't move or react, but his mind was racing. That voice sounded familiar. Where had he heard it before? Just where? Then it hit him, and in his mind rang the voice of a small child. New bride, new bride, new bride in the red bridal sedan. Brimming tears past the hills, smile not under the bridal veil. It was the voice of that child spirit he had heard at Mount Eugen when he was in the bridal sedan. When Shellyn snapped out of it, the laughter of that child spirit also came to an abrupt stop. He turned around swiftly, but saw no shadows. After the affair of Mandujan had passed, he'd also asked after the child spirit in the communication array. But back then, everyone told him that there was no child spirit or anything of the sort to be found on the mountain And it was only he who heard that child spirit's voice. Yet now, this was the second time that this child spirit had appeared before him. So was this a coincidence? Or was it intentional? That child spirit stopped laughing and called out, Mum. This cry of mum came from somewhere close. But Shillian couldn't quite figure out where. He stood there, unspeaking, holding his breath. His ears in ten. After some silence, the voice of that child called out again. Mum, hug me, it said. This time, Shilin had finally figured it out. That voice came from his own belly. Shilin had both his hands holding up the fake belly and it was only now that he astonishingly realized that, without knowing when, the pillow in his hands had become heavier. He smacked it once soundly, and a lump of something came tumbling out of his clothes. It was seemingly a palish-white little child spewing something out of its mouth, before scrambling away into the darkness and disappearing. Shilin rushed up to see, and the things it had spewed out were some lumps of thread and a lock of black hair. It seemed his illusionment spell had worked. That little ghost had wanted to devour the child in Shelian's belly, the way it did that pregnant woman's, but instead, it devoured the cotton stuffed into Shelian's robes. Soon after, Shelian heard the thing cry sharply again. "Mum!" it yelled. No matter how it called, how pointedly it cried, Shelian still held back, never opening his mouth. He determined that the child's spirit was a fetus spirit, and this chamber was it or its mother's room where they once lived. Evil spirits took the form and age of when they died, yet it had mostly shown itself as a cloud of black smoke or a blurry white shadow, which meant that the child spirit itself didn't know what it should look like, so it had no proper form. Also, the baby clothes in those drawers clearly hadn't been worn yet, plus, that terrifyingly large pool of blood on the bed. had deduced that the lady of this chamber must have miscarried, but her unborn child already had shape and retained a little bit of its own consciousness. After becoming a fetus spirit, it wanted to return to its mother's belly, but ended up knocking on the door of the madame of that wealthy merchant. When it called out mum in that woman's dream, it was a wrong move for her to open her mouth to acknowledge it. It must be said that the bond between mother and child was special and the acknowledgement was a form of permission. When she opened her mouth, she gave that evil thing the chance to enter. The little ghost snuck in, slid into her belly and devoured the fetus that was originally there, a cuckoo in the nest. Shailin might have been a man, but he wasn't sure whether, if he opened his mouth, the child spirit would also take the chance to sneak into his belly, just in case he'd best keep his mouth shut. Thus, keeping his lips tightly sealed and gripping Feng Xin in hand, Xie Lin searched for traces of that child. Xie Lin possessed an exceedingly strong instinct when it came to danger, something that was refined through thousands of battles. Without needing to look clearly, as long as he had a hunch where it was, he'd thrust his sword and he'd hit the mark nine times out of ten. Although in the illusion created by the child spirit, Shilin's strikes were weakened. After getting struck multiple times, the spirit was probably feeling rather choked up, too. After a while, Shilin suddenly felt a sharp pain on the bottom of his foot. It seemed. He had stepped on something extremely sharp and he paused slightly. The child's spirit saw him falling for its trap and let out short spurts of sly cackles. The voice was tender, but it shouldn't have come from a small child. More like a malicious grown man. The contrast sharply distinct, making one's blood run cold. However, Shalian's face never even twitched and he didn't stop in his step, he flicked his hand and struck out the sword again, jabbing right onto the target. The child's spirit yelped in pain, having burned itself and hid far, far away. Only then did children look down to glance under his boot. It turned out that he stepped on a small, thin needle that stood straight up. It was obviously placed by the child on purpose. And it seemed it was hoping for Shilin to cry out. In pain. However, it miscalculated. Shirley was very good at tolerating pain. Never mind stepping on a needle. If his leg was clamped by a large snare, he wouldn't utter a sound if the situation called for it. That tiny little needle was deeply ingrained, and Shirley had wanted to pull it out at first. But since that child spirit had run away after having devoured nothing, he was afraid. It'd take this chance to escape and go harm others, so he chased after it out of the chamber with that needle still stuck in his foot. After a while, he stopped feeling the pain and ran like the wind. There was no sight of that child's spirit anywhere in the building, and Shirlian felt baffled. Did it actually become scared of my attacks? He wondered. Just then, a window not far away, opened by itself, without a breeze. Shilin immediately rushed over and approached, but then was shocked by what he saw. Outside the window, there was no sight of streets, no mountains, no pedestrians, only a deep, bottomless lake. On the other side of this lake was a house, and in that house sat two small children. It was Langying Ying and Guzi. Who were sitting at a table eating. Yet, they didn't notice at all that above their heads was a thick, black swall of smoke, cackling and giggling, crying crisply, Mum! Mum! Shilin's heart instantly dropped. His hands gripped the windowsill, about to call and warn them. But then he remembered not to open his mouth, and he forced his voice back down. Although this was nothing more than that child spirits illusion, he didn't know whether Lung Ying and Guzi were really pulled in. If so, then any harm that happened to them here would affect their real bodies. He wanted to find a vase or something to throw over as a warning, but he couldn't even find anything. Tables and chairs wouldn't fit through the window. And then there was that lake between the two buildings. Did this mean? that he had to swim over. Just then, Goosey, looking tired, yawned. That cloud of black smoke gathered and looked as if it was about to sneak into his mouth. The defences of children's bodies were very weak. Even without permission, maybe that thing could intrude. Shilin had no time to think about swimming. In a split-second decision, he shouted, Close your mouth! Run! The moment the words came out, Lang Ying and Guzi jolted and closed their mouths in surprise, leaping to their feet. That child spirit, however, had suddenly disappeared, and the next second, a cloud of black smoke exploded in Shilin's face. Even though Shilin closed his mouth the moment he shouted, he could already feel a stream of cold air going down his throat, that black smoke entering his stomach, his innards numb, as if everything would be frozen in a second. Shilen gritted his teeth and hastily tore apart a few protection charms. He took out the herbs and charmed papers within and chewed them with force, swallowing them. It didn't take long before his throat itched and that cloud of black smoke was wretched out. Shilen covered his mouth with his sleeve, coughing non-stop, choking with tears. His mind was rapidly trying to think of a way to counter it. After that black smoke was puked out, it still swirled and clung onto him relentlessly. Thus, Shilin pressed onto the windowsill, raised himself up and leapt, jumping into the lake outside. There was a splash and Shilin plunged deep into the heart of the lake. He held his breath, crossed his arms and legs and assumed a meditating position letting his body slowly sink to the bottom of that freezing lake. Once his heartbeat returned to normal, he looked up and could somewhat make out that black fog swirling above, sealing the entire surface of the water. Once he emerged, he must take in a deep breath, and should he inhale, he'd for sure suck that child spirit into his stomach. If a full-grown man was to have a giant swollen belly, it definitely wouldn't be very funny. However, jumping into the water was only to give himself some time to think. It didn't take long before Shirian came up with an idea. He thought, so what if I swallow it? I'll just swallow Feng Xin too. He had also learned that trick when he performed on the streets. Although it might hurt, whatever, as long as the child spirit could be captured. With his mind made up, Shilin released his arms and started swimming to the side. However, a muffled, deep sound of sloshing water came from above and suddenly, a vast, burning, vivid crimson red appeared before his eyes. Thick, winding raven black locks filled his vision. Splashes and air bubbles circled furiously and nothing could be seen. Shillian blinked, trying desperately to strip away the thousands of crystal-like bubbles. But then he felt a pair of strong arms. One hand circled around his waist, and the other grasped his chin. In the next second, something cold and soft covered his lips.